Twins, Wolves, Wild, and Vikings news, plus plenty of racing action across the country, and the Renegade Racing Recap. Let's get it! Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. Welcome to another installment of RTS Unorthodox. I am Mark Myroff here to provide you with your daily dose of Minnesota sports action and results and all that wonderful racing recap from across the country and locally. A lot to get to here on this edition of RTS Unorthodox. Let's get it started. The Minnesota Twins over the weekend took two of three from the Colorado Rockies, and last night they put a whooping on them Cleveland Guardians. It always seems like they're playing Cleveland every single night. They beat the Guardians 11-1. to Sonny Gray, seven innings, three hits, zero runs allowed. Gary Sanchez had a night going three for five with a homer, four RBIs. Correa, Gordon, also homered for the Twins. They're back at it today. In Cleveland at Progressive Field, 12-10 first pitch, Devin Smeltzer going for your Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Wolves, NBA draft last Thursday night, had a lot of questions of what they were going to do. Were they going to trade? Were some players going to be involved in trades? We didn't know. Wolves kept it pretty simple. They originally slotted to pick at the number 19 spot, but they ended up moving back to 22, taking Walker Kessler out of Auburn. He's a center. He's about seven feet tall. I wonder what the atmosphere is like up there. Played one season at UNC before transferring to Auburn, where he played one year, was third-team All-American, and named the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year. The Timberwolves made another trade with the Houston Rockets to move up to the 26th pick, where they ended up taking Duke forward Wendell Moore Jr. He spent three years at Duke and ended up in his third year having career highs in points, rebounds, and assists. He also was awarded the Julius Irving Award for best small forward in the nation. Going into the second round, the Minnesota Timberwolves also picked up Josh Minot, power forward out of Memphis at 45, and Mato Spagnolo. He's a guard from Italy at number 50. The NHL season came to a close with the Colorado, Avala- Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. So that means a new year, a new season is start is on tap to begin for your Minnesota Wild. They opened up with the eighth best Stanley Cup odds at plus 1,700. So you're telling me there's a chance. Free agency is going to start up on July 13th through the NHL. Plenty, plenty of options out there for the Minnesota Wild. They've been rumored in with some trades. Uh, trying to free up some money to uh, go out and improve this team. It'll be very interesting to see what the Minnesota Wild will do when free agency starts on July 13th. The Minnesota Vikings are less than a month away from opening up training camp where rookies will report on July 24th and everybody else showing up on July 26th. Justin Jefferson was quoted just last week stating that the Vikings new look offense will not be run first in 2022. The question of the day here, will that Vikings offensive line be able to hold up with this pass first offense, knowing that the struggles that they've had over the last couple years and giving up sacks and Kirk Cousins laying on his back for most of the game and what Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen can do, especially with the return of Irv Smith Jr. 
plenty of weapons to go along on this offensive side of the team. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how that offensive line will hold up and if Kirk Cousins can stay upright in 2022. And in other news, former Vikings running back Adrian Peterson is scheduled to box in an exhibition match against ex-Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell on July 30th. I don't know what the hell this is about. This just came up on the news just the other day. I think with these guys scheduling a boxing match on July 30th, it's safe to assume I doubt neither one of these running backs will be on an NFL roster in 2022. Plenty of racing action across the country this weekend. It is going to be a tour around many racetracks and many series. So folks, buckle up. It's going to be a ride. Let's get it started. Saturday night action, let's kick it off at I-55 Raceway in Peavely, Missouri, where, oh my goodness, if you were at this race or even watched it, you were in for a treat. It was the World of Outlaw Extreme Hell Tour Showdown with the World of Outlaw Late Models Dirt Car Summer National Late Models Turk Car UMP Mods and the Extreme Outlaw Sprints against the Power Eye War Sprints. Late model side of things, 47 cars entered in. It was a 55-lap feature, taking 26 cars. Dennis Erb Jr. taking home the checkers with Bobby Pearson second and Jason Figure coming home third. On the modified end of things, they went 25 laps around. Lucas Lee going first, Michael Long second, and Kenny Wallace coming home third. The non-wing sprint cars, 410s, you know us, we love our non-wing action over here at RTS Podcast. 28 cars signed in, they went for 35 laps with 22 cars making the show. Jake Swanson picking up the win with Mario Clauser coming in second and Wesley Smith coming home third. The Power Eye National Midgets were at Macon Speedway in Macon, Illinois. 30-lap feature, Cannon McIntosh taking home the win with Caden Brown second and Carter Sarf coming home third. The Lucas Oil Late Models at Lernerville Speedway for the Firecracker 100. 100 laps with 29 cars taking the green flag. And Tim McCready parking it in victory lane. Brandon Overteen second and Mike Marlar coming home third. We head out west to Skagit Speedway. It is was for the 50th annual Dirt Cup. 50 laps, 26 cars in sunshine. Tyler Courtney coming home first. Carrie Matson second and Dominic Selzy coming home third. World Outlaws, they had a four-night weekend at Houston starting on Wednesday, but the big show was on Saturday for $100,000, 40 laps around the high banks of Houston Speedway. What a race. We made it back home in time from the track to catch this feature. It was a race to be made because your winner, Sheldon Hanschild, coming out of nowhere, running the top, running the leaders down. It looked like he hit the Nas button and just was shot out of a cannon. He comes home first, picking up the $100,000 payday with the Australian James McFadden coming home second and World of Outlaw rookie USAC National midget driver Buddy Kofoid with another podium finish. What a race, and just the action was crazy. It looked like it was the track was not coming in, but those last 10 laps of that, of that race, unbelievable. Heck of a run for McFadden, heck of a run for Kofoid. And on top of that, next year's Houston's High Bank Nationals just announced on Saturday before the feature, $250,000 to win. Oh my God, it's going to be out of control, folks. Next year at Houston's for that show, be there. If we don't race, I'll be there. And I'm sure Mike will be in tow, and it will be a hell of a weekend. The World Outlaws head to Cedar Lake Speedway 
right in our backyard Friday and Saturday night. We head on over to Sunday night racing action with the USAC National Sprints at Angel Park Speedway. They unfortunately were rained out the night before at Wilmont, so they got one race in. It was the KO Classic at Angel Park Speedway. Robert Ballou, the madman, coming home first. Brady Bacon bringing it home second. And Emerson Axum, rookie of the year contender with USAC, coming home third. You can catch USAC action at Lincoln Park Speedway this Friday and Saturday night. The World of Outlaw Late Miles, the Extreme Outlaw Midgets, and Power Eye Midgets were at Jacksonville Speedway for a little Sunday night showdown. The World of Outlaw Late Models, Brandon Shepard bringing home the checkers, Shannon Babb second, and Shane Glanton coming home third. On the midget side, it was a heck of a race with Jade Avedesian winning her first career midget win at just 15 years old. She led all 30 laps with Brendan Crouch coming home second and Jacob Denny rounding out the podium. Heading over to some local action here in the Midwest, the IMCA Race Savers 305 Sprints were at Arlington Raceway on Saturday night. Mike Stein, Borges and Dirt Guy, coming home first, his first win of 2022. Trevor Service second, and Matt Johnson third. We trek west to Ogilvy Raceway in Ogilvy, Minnesota. Plenty of action over there at the Big O. We start off with the Wasota Modifieds. Dan Ebert. Parking it in victory lane with Dave Kane in second. Daryl Nelson coming home third. The Midwest Mod saw Zach Benson back in victory lane at the Big Ol'. Cole Boston in second. David Swearinger in third. On the Superstock side of things, it was Jeremy Nelson coming home with the victory. Shane Sabraski in second. Dave Moss rounding out your top three. And with the late models, it was Cole Searing heading to victory lane. Travis Budislavich in second. And Shane Eddington coming home in third. We head back east, back to our home track of Cedar Lake Speedway, where you can catch your RTS pre-race show every Saturday night before the races. USRA Limited Late Model Action saw our guy DK Designs, Dylan Chromeschroeder bringing home the victory, Brent Schaefer in second, and Justin Sass in third. Modified Action, Adam Hensel parking it in victory, victory lane, Steve Lavasser in second, Caden Blazer rounding out the top three. Midwest Mod action, it was a good one. Jason Vandenkamp coming home first, Brandon Jensen second, and Scott Plistosser coming home third. And on the pro stock side of things, the man keeps up the hot streak. Jesse Radetzky in first, Brandon Dolman in second, and Mike Loomis rounding out the top three. To the Renegade Racing recap, plenty of action across the Renegade Racing brand with the UMSS and the Northern Renegades. And as always, don't forget the RTS podcast is the home of the Renegade Racing brand and the UMSS. Thursday night at Thunder Hill. We hyped this one up. We didn't know how it was going to go, but I tell you what, folks, they pulled it off at Thunder Hill. Big shout out to Chad Cummings, Gunner Cummings, the whole Cummings family at Thunder Hill Speedway, Matt Bull, and everybody else involved that made this show happen. I will be the first to say it. I didn't think it was going to work. I had never been to Thunder Hill. I showed up, took one look at the track, and said, hell no, this ain't going to work. But they proved us wrong. We had guys banging the boards down. We had guys running the bottom. It was a heck of a show. The format was great. It was a heck of a time besides it being hotter than hell. 
What a night at Thunderhill Speedway. But at the end of the night, bringing home the $777 paycheck driver of the 63, it was Mike Mueller parking in a victory lane, followed by Blake Anderson and our guy, John Luer in the 69S coming home third. Cam Schaefer led a lot of this race. He was out front. He was banging the top down. Unfortunately, motor issues crept in with a little bit of overheating, so he had to pull off. Blake Anderson ran a hell of a race. He was showing them how to do it on the high side. You could have thrown a blanket over Jake Kuba, Johnny Lure, and Jesse Glenn's there for multiple laps. They were running nose to tail on the high side, but it was Mike Mueller running the bottom like he normally does. He never came off of it. He ran the bottom for all 50 laps and brought home that $777 payday. The Northern Renegades headed up to Superior on Friday night. Paul Schultz picking up the win. Ken Roan in second and Zach Olson in third. Double action on Saturday for the UMSS and the Northern Renegades. We'll get things started off with the UMSS as they were at Cedar Lake Speedway. Cam Schaefer bringing home the victory in a race that's up. Guys going from the top to the bottom. A lot of beating and banging. It was a race, rough track, but the guys got it done going all 20 laps. Cam Schaefer with the victory. Jake Kuba in second and Nick Duranco coming home third. And just posted on the RTS Facebook page, you can see the updated points for the UMSS traditional sprint cars after this last Saturday's action at Cedar Lake. Saturday night, the Northern Renegades were at ABC Raceway with Lucas Logue picking up his first career non-wing sprint car victory. Congratulations, Lucas, on the win. Paul Schultz in second, Ken Roan in third. And then to round out the weekend, the Northern Renegades made their third and final pit stop at Halverline Speedway. Chris Lewis, the Joker, bringing it home. Victory Lane, Ken Roan second, Paul Schultz in third. Heck of a weekend for uh, Paul Schultz and Ken Roan. Podium finishes all three nights. Heck of a job, guys. Heck of a job to Lucas on that first win, and congratulations to all of our Renegade winners over the weekend. The Western Renegades, unfortunately, were rained out all weekend, so they sat home and had to watch all the other guys race, but they'll be back in action this for the July weekend. They'll be July 1st at Underwood, July 2nd at Williston, and July 4th in Minot. The UMSS returns this weekend as well as they will be supporting the World of Outlaws at Cedar Lake. The non-wings help out on Friday night and the wings will will round things off on Saturday. And the Northern Renegades, after three races this weekend, they will be off. We appreciate everybody that tunes in to support this deal. Hopefully sooner than later, we will get a full episode out to recap everything. But for the time being, this is why we're doing the week, daily, weekly, whatever you want to call it, installments of the RTS Unorthodox episodes, giving you those daily recaps of all the action going on. Hopefully you guys enjoy. We can't do it without all of our sponsors. We'd like to give them a shout out. Mueller Jewelers, DK Designs, TCB Speed North, JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill, QualityFreightRate.com, Lightspeed Equipment, PrettyBallsJunkie.com, The Fast Factory, The Racing Insiders, Taylor Jolin Photography, and Scott King Designs. Make sure you find us on all of our social media platforms. You search Reaction Time Sports Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find all of our content there. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. Bash those buttons. Leave us some comments, your insights, your opinions. We like to hear it all from anything from one of our regular episodes or on the RTS Unorthodox episodes, which you can find on your favorite podcast app today, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, find us there, Reaction Time Sports Podcast. It's been another installment of RTS Unorthodox. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a wonderful day, everybody. See ya.